We just heard that nice voice tell us recording is in progress. How are you doing? Yes, Kevin? I heard that. <laughs> this is my first <laughs> Zoom thing, so. <laughs> oh, is it really? Well, it's in fun. I, son, I soften it with this. My son does it from school and stuff, but he's right. on his way to youth group, so. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So you're stealing his. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, he talked it a little bit today, so. <laughs> All right, good. Well, you're doing just fine. And I know we talked maybe 90 seconds beforehand, and you have the ability to swivel a bit and show us some stuff that's better than you. <laughs> well, we yes. Be looking at... oh, I... <laughs> yeah, they're prettier than you are. <laughs> well, look at the EH I made up there. Oh, look at that. That's fantastic. Hey, now, by the way, I should... When I have to introduce you, I haven't even told anyone who you are. So this is Kevin Butts, a friend of the show from Killer Bee Guitars. And we've been working on getting this show together for a while. So thank you for joining us, by the way. Thank, um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now you're, oh, our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Thank you for being with us. And you are in the great, great town of Memphis, right? Yes, I am. I well, I'm. I'm outside of Memphis. Okay. You don't want to Memphis. <laughs> no, but Memphis is a great city. Um, I've been here since 99. Oh, okay. I'm a huge fan of BB Kings. Like, well, and I'm the artist that play there every weekend. So. <laughs> Wait, say that again. You broke up. You play there. You play there all the time. I said, no, I know the artists that play there. Well, I okay. love I'm their house band. Yeah. Now, but I want to show you this real quick. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is, well, before I walk downstairs to get better Wi-Fi. Yeah, give us Steve the Vi, Steve Vai, Steve Vai, Yngwie Nuno Court. I was at that uh, show they did a while back um, in Nashville. And they all signed that guitar. Um, wow. Zach Wild. That and is then, amazing. And I made a special trip to go see Living Color here oh, in Memphis. Oh, wow. So you got Vernon Reed and, on there? Yeah, I do. It's right there. <laughs> wow. And he made a I... comment to Zach Wild right there. <laughs> he said that to <laughs> Zach Wild? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was Zach Wild to Steve Vai. So, oh, okay. but yeah. And then I, right after Eddie passed away, I decided to make that. Oh, wow. Well, you know, it's I already had the box. We had the great, um, uh, what's it, uh, Vaccaro on the show who actually built that guitar with Eddie. Henry Vaccaro was on our show. Oh wow! So we, yeah, and I missed I missed one stripe. <laughs> <laughs> but we yeah we did a we did a whole show on how he uh, he was the owner of Kramer Guitars and then um, meets Eddie through some very crazy circumstance and um, went ahead and after he built the legendary you know the uh, the tuning fork um, aluminum neck guitar. Yeah. which is one of my first yep. guitars I ever owned uh, back in the oh I guess, my late gosh, 70s. You owned one of those. 
and I'm an idiot. I, I, I lost that. I traded it in and I had a 19, I want to say a 68, 12 string Fender Coronado that I sold for $125 because I'm oh. an idiot. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been making guitars for over 11 years. And I, okay. before that, I sold and traded tons of guitars. So are you hearing me better now? Good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, yep, yep. Good. So I, I did that as a kid. You know, I lived yep. in, I actually lived in South Korea for two where, years. Where did you live, South? South Korea. Really? Hold on. I'm going to move. Okay. We're going to move down. <laughs> oh, okay. No rush. I'm, I'm covered. Hold on so I'm a second. Good. This is, I don't know why this is bad. <laughs> well, we, well, look, we got our tour. Got this, you know, yeah, well, we I'm, going down to my, I'm going down to my office, <laughs> my other office. Okay. Well, I have a workshop cool. too. So, oh, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to get into that tonight. I'll send you videos of that later if you want to show it. Oh, that'll be, yeah, maybe we'll get some, as, as those in the industry call it, B roll. Which I've learned, right. so we can do some B-roll of that. I try to so, sound like an insider, but I come off I come off as a nerd. But, uh. <laughs> it's all good, man. But no, yeah. now here I am in. But let me do one thing real quick. I'll be right back. Hold on. A second. No rush. No rush. Hey, by the way, while while he's out there, let me say something to everyone. Uh, check this out. Alexa, play Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen. Alexa, stop. Then you could also say, hey, Siri, play Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen. And then she will put it on. Play podcast Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen on Apple Podcasts. So. So what you guys can do, if you would like to see our, our show, Scott Guitarmacist Engel has put it all over social media. And if you're dumb like I am, like I am off, off to say, have to say, um, just talk to your smartphone, talk to your uh, iPad and ask to see Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen and you will get all of our podcasts. What I also learned, I have one of those newfangled remotes for my Comcast television, which is also where we're on cable now. And if you talk to it, you could actually ask for the Kevin Butts episode once this airs, and it will not only take you to our show, if you mention YouTube or some of the other channels, Ron, we'll take you right to Kevin's show to do that. Off to do, that's what I meant to say, like I'm off to do. All right, let's see. So you're in your office now. I'm in my second bedroom. Oh, I have, that sounds perfect. That sounds I good now. I have two offices, uh, but my son ruined it. Teenager, he took all Kids? my stuff. <laughs> that's where i did my final assemblies and the guitars and stuff on the table and my right. son my table <laughs> you know, oh, that's so. funny well kids will do that kids do all sorts of fun stuff i just solved my uh 500 venmo issue right before the show started and nope. i know the culprit <laughs> <laughs> and the cul the culprit is my offspring um uh, so, but at least i solved it <laughs> Well, um, my, son, my son wrecked his car on my birthday and anniversary. 21 years of marriage, February 14th, he wrecked his car, totaled it, ran into a parked car. 
Oh my God. Uh, that's, so, that's what kids yay. do. But you know, <laughs> that's what we did. We, we made our lives, our parents' lives miserable. So it's their job to do it to us. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely what we're, what we do. So we get it done to us. So I want to go backwards a little bit right now. Um, yep. So you said you've been building guitars for about 11 years. So what, yep. let's go back farther. Uh, cause, cause you're, I don't think you're as old a fart as I am, but you're not a kid either. Uh, so are, I'm are you, you're 46. Guitar, yeah, you're young. I'm 57, almost 58. <laughs> so yeah, I'm an old fart. You're a young fart. Um, so when did you start playing? I assume you're a guitar player, right? I started playing when I was about nine, 10 years old. Okay. And my dad bought my first guitar and I still have that first guitar upstairs. What was it? Is it? it was a Yamaha SC230. Baby Sky Blue. <laughs> now, when I when my dad bought it for me, um, it was not working properly. So okay. I took it to a guitar tech to get it fixed. Uh. So, yeah. So I had an EMG Select put in it. And it just did not sound very good. You know, so I was like, all right. I fixed it. We got it working. It only has a volume knob and a, a three-way toggle on it. Okay. And so I was like, all right, well, fine. But at least get it working properly so I could learn how to play it, you know. And then um, I did that. And then my dad bought me an Epiphone Sheraton, the BB King style. Epiphone oh, version. yeah, yeah, like an, an ES sort of looking guitar, right? Yeah, big old hollow body, you know, yeah, that was yeah. my guitar. And, you know, and when I moved to Memphis back in 99, I, I hired a couple of guys to do some work for me. And <laughs> I'm just going to be honest, it wasn't that good. And so I decided right, right. to learn. I'm a diesel mechanic. Motorcycle mechanic, right. mechanic, car mechanic, that kind of stuff. That's you what I do. You can build shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so mm -hmm. I can make a guitar from, or a, a motorcycle from scratch if you want me to, but I don't want to, but <laughs> I could. Right, but, right. So I decided to learn how to do this on my own. So back in 2000, actually 2003, I was messing with the idea of stuff. And then I decided to start making my own guitars. I said, you know what? I can do this. But I, wow. I took I took some squires first, you know. Right. But the squires I made, guys are they're their main guitars now. Really? These are guys that play every weekend. And That's I learned amazing. How I learned how to rewire them. I learned how to do, and then, but it took me about three years to learn how to paint well. Right, right. Now, were you building right. necks out of, right out of the gate, or were you buying the necks and building the body? I was buying the necks in the original, but neck building, when you work two jobs, it's yeah. kind of hard to do that, too. I do the bodies. That's... Yeah. You know? And then, so, now, the guitar behind you, real quick. What's yep. that guitar on your head? That's your new buddy, Chuck Wilson. What are we didn't even pay you to say this? So, <laughs> <laughs> so this one is 
one of my bootleggers. This is, I think we've called the single barrel. Okay, and okay. And you got the P90 over here and the, the single, regular, more traditional single coil there. But what started the whole Chuck Wilson and bootlegger relationship was this. I got this bootlegger, which is gorgeous and really nice and heavy with a couple of yeah. P90s. I got it on Facebook Marketplace from a guy who was in trouble with his wife because he had too many guitars. <laughs> and I kid you not. And um, It happens a I lot. Felt, yeah, yeah. And I fell in love with the guitar and just on a whim, I, I just looked up bootlegger, found Chuck in Hermosa Beach near LA, called him, we became friends. And now Scott, I think as you know, he's an endorser. And, um, and now you have something which I confirmed uh, Scott was able to text Chuck. We could even talk about it a little later that you're working on an alliance well, with Chuck. I had to move rooms, so I'll, I'll get them in a minute. But I will. Yeah. But yes. No, Chuck is a really great guy and he yep. is fantastic. And we haven't really collaborated officially. You know what I mean? But I would like to talk to him about something that might, you know, I couldn't do being a guy behind his house you know i make a electric acoustic that would be a really cool guitar i made oh, it before, nice i made it before fender did two years before fender released that new teleacoustic right 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 two years beforehand <laughs> so, oh that's wonderful but i can't you know i just don't have the finances to do that and i had two patent designs that i was trying to get out but unfortunately right. I didn't have the four grand to do the patent, but we're getting off track, off track here. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, um, I started making guitars because I took it to a very, very reputable guitar repair guy. Uh, he right. uh, started a very big company here in Memphis. I, you've heard of St. Blue's Guitars. I don't know if you have or not. Yep. 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 Yeah. I painted their guitars for about two years. I worked with the guys that worked there um, and they just ran into a really hard time. COVID really hurt all of us. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I, that's why I shut my website down. So you only find killer B on Facebook because okay. I, I'm not going to pay the fees for the website every year when I'm right. I never actually sold a guitar on the website. I sold it on Facebook. I sold it word of mouth. Johnny yeah. Trump, Scott Engel, um, John DeGroff, the original bass player for Petra from the 70s. He's my wow. cousin. I made him a guitar. And I made him a bass guitar, six string. And then I made the a guitar for the other Petra bass player from the 80s. Um, I made him one. that They won a Grammy Award that year. So wow. that was that was a really good year and um i'm hoping and you know to let you work with them later on <laughs> so, yeah yeah but um i i just i got tired of buying guitars at guitar center or a guitar shop and they just were nasty they were dirty i mean and I, i'm 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 gonna say this and i'm gonna be you know, Guitar Center, no, they need to clean their guitars, plain and simple. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You have to set them up. You have to clean them before you sell it to a customer, plain and simple. 
Right. That's what started me on this path uh, about 11, 12 years ago, you know, and I just got tired of it. I said, you know what? I can do this. So I sold my motorcycle stand. I was working on bikes at home, motorcycles at home. I sold all my motorcycle stuff and I bought war work equipment and I started and I started watching videos, learning how to work on guitars and um, I can fret level, you know, I do a lot of repair work too. I help other peers in Memphis. Um, We have some awesome guys here in Memphis. I mean, it's a big city, a lot of guitar players. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. And so everywhere you go. Right. And I, I help them out. So, you know, when they need custom routing, they come to me, you know, because <laughs> right, right, right. I had the equipment for that. They're, they're luthier. Luth- the term luthier is very, I guess, universal. Yeah. But it, it comes down to, he's a repaired, well, a luthier makes the guitar from scratch. A repair guy repairs it. So I'm a, right. I, I call me a luthier. So I actually make the guitar from scratch. I do right. all. Now I have I've made a few necks over the years, but I found out when I guess five years ago, before COVID, uh, about well three and a half years ago, I was making some necks, but I found it more beneficial to order the necks. Right. I don't get the frets put in them. I put them in, you know, <laughs> so I can let that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I can still call it American made, USA made. And I got them from unfortunately <laughs> the Ukraine. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> they were not Chinese necks. They were not cheap Chinese necks. They were very quality Ukraine made necks and this guy has been doing this a long time and he makes really good necks and i can adjust them or modify them my way you know so i'll, right. I'll use for like a really thick like gibson you know the old gibson neck big fat neck yep yep i'll sand it down to where i want it to be you know oh so okay work and then i fret level the frets and i or i put jumbo frets on it or i like to use brass alloy frets what about the um will you you will you keep it maple or will you put rosewood on or does it come like that it depends no i i do i do ebony um rosewood and maple i do all three and i've done purple heart necks i've done a lot of custom work you know right i like uh uh paulina um not paulina i'm sorry um paduk paduk wood it's a very oh, what's exact, that? It's a just a really hard dark wood, and it looks beautiful. Um, there's um, a lot of really cool looking necks out there, you know. And but at the same time, if it's not done right, it won't last. Right. So I learned that years ago. So I spent about three and a half years learning how to paint. I spent, um, you know three and a half, four years, learning how to make guitars properly. And that's what I did. I did that for 11 years now. And I just, you know, some of my guitars were played by, you know, Scott Gaylor, the premier guitar that was on your show in the very first show. Mm -hmm. 
I made that. I want to talk about the stinger is gorgeous. And you, <laughs> you mentioned, you know, learning how to paint. You know, I've seen that guitar like at Scott's house, not just the one time on the show. That paint job, dare I say, is killer. Now, I'll be honest. I didn't yeah. actually paint that one. That was before okay. I learned how to paint. And okay. I had somebody airbrush the flames on it. But that was my design completely. I wanted a, a yellow gorgeous. and black flames. It's you know, gorgeous, that guitar. Well, Killer Bee, I wanted it to be like a bumblebee. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. And, and it's great. You know, it's in a fantastic guitar. Um, and I made a second sister to that guitar. I actually okay. made a, I went to another musician later on. Um, but it, I don't know where it's at right now. I don't haven't found out yet. So <laughs> now, now let me ask you this because I, I, if I know this, I forgot. So how did you, well, let me ask you this. So when you hooked up with Scott, were you in Memphis or somewhere else? No, I've been in Memphis the whole time. Since 99. So how did, how did you and Memphis connect with Scott up in Jersey? Johnny Compton. Oh, what and, a great thing. No, actually, take yeah. it back. Rosario Panzarella. Who's also been on our show. He's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I still have a lot of his strings, and I still use them all the time. But <laughs> he, he worked so hard on those strings. He put such love into those strings. He and I are, when, when I was doing this full time, when I was like really trying to put effort into it, he was my biggest supporter. Um, That's great. Him, him and Jack Harrison um, from the Gear, Gear Guys show. You know, okay. him and Jack had a little falling out. Um, but at the same time, Rosario and I and Jack, we all we're all still friends. You know, I still talk to both of them. And OK, great. They um, they're the really cool guys. Rosario went a different direction, which is cool. And, you know, he's doing right. what's better. Right. Him, just like me. You know, right. I, I stopped trying to focus on guitars and deal with my family, you know, take care of my family, take care of that. But right. uh, but Rosario and I are still very very close friends, and uh, Scott he's a neat guy, very neat guy. Oh, dude, he's the best. <laughs> you got Scott Engel, Johnny Compton, um, Scott. I don't know, you know, Scott. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's but, a great guy, though, and he. Yeah. Um, what's funny? You real quick, quick antidote. My best friend's a pharmacist. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so <laughs> I talked to both of them. It's funny. <laughs> you know? right. so. Now I got one for you. So you said, you know, you, you put together that uh, electric acoustic right before Fender did in, um, in Scott's, hopefully in his house somewhere, because I've lost mine in Scott's house somewhere is a cassette tape of my band with him called the cure, which is, which we named before the cure existed. <laughs> And it's just handwritten on a cassette tape, The Cure, and it ever so slightly precedes them. I did a little Google search. We, I think we came up with it in 77 or 78, and I think they were 78 or 79, but we're first. So well, we were The Cure before The Cure was The Cure, except we uh, sucked, and they didn't. I, I didn't like The Cure, so. <laughs> they're, not, they're not my kind of band in all honesty. They, they're successful. <laughs> yeah, they're, I don't like that style personally, but they... They did something right because they got pretty successful. 
Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't like that sort of flowy kind of stuff. I like a little more hard rock myself. Well, it's, you know, it, it comes down to timing on right. when you get your deal or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they you were in the right I mean? place at the right time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the guitar player, Randall Rawlings. Um, I worked with him. He actually played with Sebastian Bach. Um, oh, wow. After, after he left Skid Row. Um, okay. I've made four guitars a seven string a six string and he wrong place wrong time right, you know right. and that that's how the yeah. music industry was you know you you have to be in the right place at the right time you know yeah i know tons of musicians in memphis oh eric gales you know eric gales right the blues player yep 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 so his cousin chris lives here in memphis and i've worked on his guitars before we did a um TV show one time, live at nine. Um, okay. Memphis. And he was my lead singer and lead guitar player. Well, I sat back there and looked like an idiot playing rhythm. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not that good of a player. You know, I do my best, but right. He um he was fan he is fantastic. He plays mostly at Jerry Lawler's barbecue play. You know, Jerry Lawler, the wrestler. Yep, yep, yep. It's his restaurant. He's the guy. He's the guy who slapped Andy Kaufman. Right. <laughs> right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he he, um, he plays at his restaurant mostly during the days, but he's been playing Rum Boogie Cafe. You've heard of that place, okay. right? Rum Boogie. No, I'm sure I've been there because I've been in every bar in Memphis, literally on, on Beale Street. Like it, well, it's Rum literally Boogie, one of my favorite towns. Well, Rum Boogie is the one that has the guitars hanging off the ceilings. I'm sure I've been there. Well, and there's a killer bee hanging on that wall. Is there really? <laughs> yes. Patrick oh, that's Dodd, fantastic. That, well, Patrick, Patrick Dodd, that was on The Voice. Yeah, um, yeah. I worked with him when he got off The Voice. And the, when his contract was over, I got to work with him. And then I was able to work with him. So he signed it. And another lady from The Voice signed it. And it's hanging up in the Rum Boogie Cafe. So oh, that's great. Cool little things. You know, I mean, just little accolades. Um that, that's good yeah. stuff but it's this is what i've found because you know we've had you know we've had a few um luthiers and, um, and creatives on and and it doesn't take that much to just sort of fill your soul you know make like johnny copton he he was in guitar player magazine and, and it was like one of the highlights of his life he talked well, about me and rosario helped with that <laughs> oh that's beautiful well then i got him in um uh, vintage guitar magazine too. Um, uh, Ron you might have talked about that. Okay. Yeah, Mark Strings and I we got together, and I worked with uh, Vintage Guitar Magazine. There's actually an article in an old Vintage Guitar Magazine about Killer Bee guitars. That's fantastic. Vintage Guitar Magazine is the only company that doesn't charge you for doing an ad or a review. Really? So I a guitar. He reviewed it. He did an honest review of it, sent it back, and it was free. Didn't cost me a dime. Wow. And so, you know, the other companies, you know, I'm not going to say the names of the magazines, but the other magazines want to charge you for reviews. And I'm like, that, yeah, right, right. right. It's, <laughs> it's like a vanity piece, you know, right. it's like you write, you pay to write a book or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're paying for something. And I was like, no, I'm not paying for a review. You right, need to review right. my car honestly. 
And they did. And it was a great article. And I have a great framed picture of it. But now, on the courtesy of the article, I did pay for an ad. But I got with Fine right, well, that, that makes you know. sense, though. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. But I didn't have to. But I did. You know. No, it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and you, was... By the way, Johnny um, has a CD coming out, I think within a week oh really uh, yep yep with this band uh, <laughs> yeah it's um amos Steele, i think is his band right yeah that's one of his bands. he's in like four <laughs> okay but they, yeah they have they have a cd coming out I, I think it's within about a week but he nice. gushed about you know just it, it really from the heart talking about how it made him feel as a musician to be in Guitar Player Magazine. And I didn't know you yet, but he, he was thanking people, so I'm guessing he was thanking you um, and probably Rosario. Uh, but just, he was so grateful for that. You know, it's not, you know, no one bought him a yacht or anything like that, but he <laughs> got, but he got, he got professional recognition from his peers for doing something well, just like you having you know, you've got a guitar hanging, you know, in, in, in one of the greatest blues towns in, in the country, and you have wonderful musicians playing your guitars, you know, and, and that's got to make you feel good. Oh, it, it does. It makes me feel fantastic. And I just, I, just since COVID, though, it's just been a downhill slide since then. You know, yeah. I, well, I work with Scott Gaylor, um, Scott Engel, um, the Petra guys I've worked with so many and and I was never marketing famous people you know right, I want right. to work with the working man musician and that was my goal and that's what that's Bootleg fantastic is. and that's what Bootleg oh yeah is. you know yep they're they're doing guitars that are quality made and it comes down to I wanted to do it because I enjoyed it I wasn't, yeah. I mean, luthiers out there that charge what four, five, six thousand dollars or more for their guitars. Yep. It doesn't cost that much to make a guitar, but I have no overhead because I have a shop behind my house. So, right, right. You know, so. And how nice is it if someone gets one of your guitars, they know who built it? Right. You know, like, how cool is that? And I personally talk to every customer, I always have. I will yeah. never build a guitar unless I talk to you. And even sometimes I'd be like, wait, what we decided to do? You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. But it, you know, it, but it, at the beginning, it was overloading for a one man shop doing everything, right. you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. why I started getting the next brought in, but I still did majority of the work, you know what I mean? And right. America's laws, you, you have to be a percentage of American made. And oh, I see. Right, right. Yeah. 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 American laws to, to be able to claim USA made, you have to have a percentage. Well, interesting. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. So that's that's the American law to be claiming USA made to be able to put that on the guitar or which I didn't do that. I just put my name or just killer B. Nothing big. I never. Right, but right. inside the guitars, it's handwritten. When I when I made the guitar, I'm like, <laughs> I see it's in there, and I bet you anything there's blood and sweat on most of them. So, 
<laughs> yeah, literally, literally, right? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. When like I got I married, yeah. yeah. When I got married, uh, my old singer and I, uh, we uh, played one. We played Jumpin' Jack Flash. We borrowed the guitar from the, the good band, and uh, when I handed the guitar back to the horrified guitarist, the white pick guard, which is pure red, because when I play. I just sort of scrape my finger a little bit. And then with the pressure, I just, I literally, this poor guy, I bloodied up his entire guitar. And I, until I handed it to him, and the strings were red, the pick guard was red. I have the video somewhere and, it, and it's horrible. But yeah, just, I, I literally just completely bloodied up his entire guitar. But you know, you're bringing up Jumpin' Jack Flash. Now, when yeah. I was- I saw you react to that, yeah. Yeah, no, see, Jump Jack Flash, when I was in middle school, my brother was in high school, there was a band that played at right. the high school talent show or something. Jump Jack Flash was the song, and that was my first inspiration to really focus on guitar. Oh, that's, and, that's really cool. Yeah, so this dude was fantastic, and I don't remember his name, but it was this was back in 1980 something <laughs> you know? right 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 yeah but um that inspired me and so my dad had bought me and my brother guitars when we were younger and put them up in the attic and they ended up warping and getting messed up my brother dropped guitar completely i went up the attic right. when my brother's full-size uh, nylon string acoustic i pulled it down right, right i started playing it my dad bought me my guitar you know <laughs> Just, oh that's that's really fantastic. And, and that's an attainable song for a young guitar player to at least get by on it. You know, yeah. to do well is a whole different thing, but to just, you know, to get the basic chords down, it, it's not the hardest song in the world. No, it's uh, no. And it's, it's a fun song to play. And it's, yep. it, it's easy to play. It's a great bar song. It's a great, you know, everyone knows it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that, but see, I'm a Steve, I grew up with uh, Passion and Warfare. Okay. Steve Vai's uh, second album. Flexible was his first one. Uh, Passion and Warfare was his second. And I've been trying to learn how to play. I can't, I can't do it. I'm well, that's just, a whole, well, he's a whole different level. Yeah, you know, I know. But, it's, you know. <laughs> Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, I can't play that stuff. I try, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I grew up with that. But I did get a legacy amplifier. I used, I probably saw it with a picture when I was moving around. I did see it. I did see it. Yeah. Yeah. I finally got that. I actually bought that from Johnny Compton. Did you really? He, he, he gave me a great deal on it, but unfortunately FedEx didn't pack it properly, shipped it and it got tumbled around, blew up. And it's tube, a and oh, it wow. fried the circuits on the tube. <laughs> so oh God. Just had it fixed and it's awesome. Luckily, a friend of mine was able to get a new circuit board for it. So it's fixed and it's playing awesome. Oh, that's great. He I, is a guy, I got to tell you, you know, like we did one Zoom show. I've never met him, but I met him like you and I have met. It's, it's all, it's similar to really meeting in person. He is a guy who just exudes positivity. He's such a, a good, warm guy, you know. Well, see, a few years back, um, Johnny... I surprised him. I, I helped put on a guitars for vet show uh, okay. in West Virginia. Me and my oh, wife wow. 
on our way to the mountains over on the east side of Tennessee. So okay. we decided to stop by and I helped put this show on a little bit. We did t-shirts. I did a bunch of stuff for it. I got a couple of different bands to help play in the, play in the show and stuff like that. Of course, some were a little heavier than others and kind of freaked some people out, but, <laughs> <laughs> That's but funny. Um, I actually showed up. I didn't tell Johnny I was coming and I showed oh, up. That's great. To meet Johnny and uh, a couple other guys um, that I've been working with for a while. And uh, um, it was a great show. We had a great time. And uh, I was able to meet Johnny and Perk. I, I, you know, when you make guitars in Tennessee, you don't get to meet your guitar people. Right. You're not in New York or LA where you're, you know, have walk, you don't have walk. You, you probably can have walk ins, but you're not in a population center. I did, well, you know, I'm, honestly, I've sold more guitars outside of Tennessee than in Tennessee. Yeah. Because even though there's a ton of musicians in Nashville and Memphis, it's still not a densely populated area. Right. No, exactly. And, you know, so I've, I've sold guitars to Hawaii. Um, I sold one to uh, England. Um, and the shipping alone was just a lot. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. As long as they agreed yeah. to it, I was fine with it, you know. So, but, you know, I got to hang out with Johnny. Um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Um, Johnny Compton. John, well, no, the other guy, the other guy I was working with. Um, I got a. You told me I'm blanking too, and you told me that was it Anderson? No, no. It, this this was a show we did for Guitars for Vets. It was uh, Violence and Ascension was the heavy metal band that was really okay. hard. Johnny's band was heavy, but they're used to it. There, you know, they they were playing yeah. there all the time, and then the other band. Give me a minute. I'll remember it. But <laughs> right. But um, they, you know, it was a good show. We had a good time. But I got to surprise all of them by saying, hey, Killer Beast here. You know, they're all playing my guitars. You know, bass players, guitar players, they're all playing my stuff. And oh, that's great. You, so you you make basses too. I don't know if I realized that. Yeah, no, I make four string, um, five strings. I did make one six string for the um, John DeGroff, the original bass player player for petra back in 1970s wow so you I, made a six-string bass for him yes he's my he's actually wow. my right you he, mentioned it you're right he's married to my cousin gotcha. all <laughs> so, right but and then i made the uh, i made it well before that i made a five string for the uh, on the moment you can't remember names but i no, made I, it i'm just Look, I'm going to show you something because I do the same thing right here. If the I know. Threads, there's your name. I've been yeah. I've been on radio and stuff like this for 20 years, and I have to write down the name of my guests or I'll forget their name. Right. I don't have to write down anything else, but names, they leave my head immediately. Like I struggled with Henry Vaccaro's first name. I kept saying Vaccaro a few minutes ago with you, and then I remembered <laughs> it was Henry. So, and I just sort of, I tried to fake it, and then it probably was pretty obvious. But yeah, so that's I think that's pretty normal. <laughs> no, but. it's look, it's it, yeah, this is if you're not used to this, I mean I've done a lot of audio video, audio interviews, but never right. a Zoom video, you know. And okay. You're, you're doing great, by the way. <laughs> I hope so. Well, 
Scott told me to stay on tag. <laughs> no, yeah, we go. I don't agree. No, you can't. Yeah. We go, go everywhere. We go everywhere on this show because really the whole concept, just a couple of folks just sitting around chatting about music and instruments and stuff like that. It's music right. and gear and people. That's what it is. And, you know, you know so getting back to that. Yeah. Now I really back. pulled you off. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, I'm going to go back to guitars because that's the whole point. Yeah. And the main reason I got into guitars because I was tired of buying cheap guitars in a store or yeah. an expensive guitar that wasn't set up properly. Right, right, right. I'm not going to, I said the name once, I'm not going to say it again, but if you have a guitar in your store, it needs to be set up. It needs to right. be planned right when it leaves the store. End of story. And I bought, I bought, I've, I've had so many guitars, it's not even funny. And right. uh, um, Dave Mustaine Dean, um, the Dean, the cheap Chinese version of Dave Mustaine, one of his uh, signature guitars with a United Abandoned logo on it. And okay. I, picked, I picked it up for a really good steal. But I rewired it, put new pickups in it. I set it up. It's one of the best playing guitars in my house. And, I mean, and that's the thing. Yeah. It, it's, and if you take someone like me, like I'm a reasonably handy person, but I'm not that handy. Like you talk about building a motorcycle from, from the ground up. I had a 50 CC mini bike and I installed a new leaf spring in it and a new gasket, you know, like the leaf spring hey. for the uh, starter. But so I can do, <laughs> I can do a little bit, but I can't do what you do. So if I buy a guitar, it's living like that with me until I no longer own it, other than changing the strings. And maybe I'll play with the truss rod a little bit if I feel like I could fix the action a bit. You know, and that's it. I don't have that skill set. Now, like these two behind me, how do I know that they were set up? Because the one I bought new, that one right there, I have the video on Facebook of Chuck saying, here's Dave's guitar. He tested it because he does that, you know, like he literally will do for everyone's guitar. He'll do like a little 60 second video. But the other guitars I've had over the years, you know, if I buy them new, the way they end up in my house, you know, that's it. It never changes because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a real musician. I'm a, I'm a, you know, a weekend at best guitar player. So, so right. when I buy, you know, the predecessor, the Sam Ash or whatever, I'm even before uh, Guitar <laughs> Center. Whatever they did or didn't do to that guitar, that's the way it will always be in my life until I no longer own it. Because I'm not a professional, you know. And that's not just for good or for bad. It's for bad. That's how it's going to be. So well, I appreciate it, what you're saying. Well, yeah, like Sweetwater. Sweetwater, they run it through a total test. You know, I've worked with okay. Sweetwater for a lot of years. And they're okay. from Indiana. I'm from Indiana. So, <laughs> you know, my, my right. salesman calls me every month checking on me <laughs> see what i want to buy new i'm like i make my own stuff but dude i don't need anything but <laughs> right 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 but you know i'm like you know but when they ship out a guitar it's perfect if it's not you send it back and they will fix it oh, you that's know, great you you buy a guitar from a certain shop and it's not right from the get-go you shouldn't have it right well but, you know I'll, oh, go on you go first you go first no no go, well, I was, a real quick story. I was in um, a large music store. I won't say the right. name because I don't want to. Right. And right. I was sitting there testing a Blackstar amplifier. 
they handed me this 1970 reissue Gibson Les Paul. Okay. And I was like, I'm looking at the finish. It was just, you know, being then I learned how to finish at that point, how to paint a guitar properly. Yeah. I was like, there was overspray on the binding, orange peel on the headstock, and they still wanted 10 grand for it. Wow. And I'm like, I, I said, dude, I, I played it for like two seconds. I said, no, give me that $200 Ibanez right over there. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Give me Ibanez each, you know, well, I don't know, RG, RG. Give me the Ibanez, Ibanez RG, you know, because back in my day, it was ES, you know. Yeah. Back in the, and I was just like, I'm not playing this piece of junk. That's Why really hand, interesting. Why would you hand me a ten thousand dollar guitar? Which he he knows I can handle it, but I'm like, the thing was horrible, and I'm like, and they're still asking ten grand for it. It was a reissue. Someone, will, but someone's going to write that check. Yeah, who doesn't somebody, know better? Oh, they it, sold it, it. I know they did. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I thought of a parallel to that. So in high school, I have a buddy who worked at the local bike shop. So if you go to Dick's. Or if you go to some big, you know, store and you buy a nice bike, a bike for, you know, a $500 bike, a $1,000 bike, it's not set up. But not you buy proper. it from, right, 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 right. It'll, you could ride it, but there's a lot to it. You know, you've got, you know, 12 to 18 gears on the newer bikes. You've <laughs> got to tr true the wheels. You know this because you build stuff. You have the little, that little tool that you turn on every single spoke to get your wheels true. Yep. And I used to know how to do that a little. I built one wheel in my life. I actually built a wheel for a bike, you know, <laughs> um, with every single spoke and all that thing. And it's, it's not easy. But, um, but no, you know, the bikes, yeah, and the bike's the same thing. You can have a $2,000 bike if it's not set up. It's not a $2,000 bike. No. It's just a bike. It, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's what you can buy. I, I bought my son a I, I have the same Schwinn I had back in college. Really? Yeah. Built they, they built them. They were built. They're built solid. They're about a thousand pounds. But before cool. they sold out at Walmart. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, they, they weren't built to be light, but they're solid. No, yeah. but my, my original one was a 1970s Schwinn five-speed. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. It's probably worth money at this point. Well, that's way. gone. That's gone now. But my Schwinn was 1995, and it was made right because I bought it from a bike shop at the college campus. Yeah. Right. You know, buy it from Walmart or I shouldn't say names, but you buy it from the big box stores. Yep. They're not done right. My son. They're not I even done. They're not even done. No, you you have to tighten everything up. <laughs> Yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's just like it's like guitars. It's the same yeah. thing. If you know you want to say I've got a quality guitar, but if you don't put good components in it, what's the point? Right. You know what you just made me think of? Uh, for a <laughs> while, I had a, a really nice '78 Strat, and one thing I've always hated about the Strats there was two things: the way I play, I felt like the top pot, and I don't remember if the pot closest to the strings is a tone or a volume pot. So what I did with my strut, this is in high school, I took out that pot 
and I rewired it so I was willing to live with the two remaining pots. But the other thing I did is that, you know that little recessed area where you put your quarter inch jack in? Yeah. I don't, you can't fit your fingers in there. So I reversed it and made it like a bubble coming out of the guitar so you could grip your quarter inch jack back. Oh, so you, you sit it the other way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, and, and I know like, I, I think I had to do something to ground it with tin foil on the inside where all the pickups are, which is probably not exactly the way it should have been. But I know when I would get guitars, I would do stuff like that. Well, but, aluminum know, foil will work. It won't. <laughs> all right. That's what it I will. did. But I, it will yeah. work. Copper tape is better, but aluminum foil. Right, will... right. <laughs> yeah. You but know, I, I used to do that with guitars. Yeah. Yeah. See, I when I, when I make a guitar, I I I got tired of dealing with the copper tape, taping off the cavities and stuff. So right. I use that uh, dielectric paint. Oh, okay. And I painted all the cavities up really hard really well and then when i did a tremolo system i double grounded it i ground it on the tremolo but i also right. ground the body as well but i used the dielectric paint oh that that's yeah that's not going to fail the way you know if you have stuff going on and you have just a little break in the tin foil or the better version you're not grounded anymore right exactly and that and that so i i eliminated that because i'm making the guitars myself so right. I get to decide how I design it, you know, and I've seen guys that are awesome at putting that copper tape in, but right. I don't have patience for that. I'd rather just right. paint it in three coats. I'm done. <laughs> you now, have you ever, have you ever tried your hand at building a pickup from the ground up? No. And that I'm going to plug my friend Dylan from Dylan. Okay. Pickup. Um, Back early on, about seven or eight years ago, I met Dylan, or I found Dylan online, and we designed a pickup together. And one of my really? guitars, some of my guitars, it's the it's called the Killer Blade. It's like a dime bucker, but modified. You know, because okay. Seymour Duncan, they were getting so expensive, and it was just getting ridiculous. Um, right. And I was not willing to pay the prices. So I talked to Dylan and we designed this pickup and it turned out fantastic. Problem oh, that's is, great. It was too hot for most people. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. It was like a dime bucker is a very hot pickup. <laughs> it is a very I, I don't pickup. know about dime buckers. So what is a dime bucker? Dime bucker is a Seymour Duncan makes them and they're a blade. Okay. Pick, um, you know, dime bag Daryl. Um, oh, okay. Dime bag Daryl. Yeah. Right. The one he, who died in that fire, right? No, he was shot. Oh. Dime bag was the one that was assassinated. Who, uh, right, right. Who was the one who died in that fire up in New England? I thought it was, anyway, I thought it was him, but I remember he died about probably now, like 10 years ago, right? The, no, this was longer than that. Dime bag died. Was it? Oh, all right. All right, so go he on. Was, so he, but, but anyways, he designed a pickup that was fantastic. And I decided I wanted to modify it just a little bit. And okay. so when I design a pickup, I tell my winder if I have a custom made, I have it winded on one side hotter than the other side. So when you, okay. cold, you know, cold tapping, when you cold tap a pickup, right? 
No, no. Cold, cold tapping is when you take a humbucker pickup and yeah. you switch between the two pickups. Oh, I know about this. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so what we did is we designed it to wire one side hotter than the other. So when you cold tap it, you don't lose the volume on your amplifier. Okay. That's smart. That's really smart. Yeah. So we designed that. And unfortunately, it didn't, you know, Johnny Compton's used them. Um, Scott's used them. Um, That's where I know about it from Scott. Yeah. I think Scott's used them before. And then because it's in that stinger, I think. No, yeah, that's got DiMarzio's in it. That's got really hot DiMarzio's in it. But I, I've done a couple other guitars over the years with those pickups. And because when you cold tap a guitar and you hit that toggle or pull your pot, <clears throat> yeah, your, your volume falls it's on It's going to go way down. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But if you make it hotter on one side, but still balance the pickup so it's in humbucker mode, it's okay. Now, let me ask you this. So to make it hotter, are you coiling more wire on the magnet? Or are you using a heavier magnet? He I think heavier wiring. And this is where I'm going to tell you to contact Dylan about that. Because yeah. Dylan will tell you more. Because he, he's I'm been fascinated by this. <laughs> this, is, this is stuff that, you know, lace pickups. And I don't want to really plug them too much. I don't use them anymore. But I worked with lace when I first started. Right. Lace pickups. If you remember, um, Eric Clapton used them on the gold on his strap. Okay? okay. He had the gold series. And then they started making a blue and a red and a purple and a blue and this. Every coal was wound differently. Okay. Hotter or softer. And I actually made a guitar one time that literally had 32 different sounds. That's really impressive. <laughs> I, I had yeah. two fuckers and a single coal, and I accessed everything I could on it. And I was able to, you know, get every pickup. So you could literally play your bridge pick, the humbucker, your bridge side, your middle side, your neck middle. And your neck bridge, your neck. Uh, you, any combination you want. Of, so really, you had as many humbuckers as you had. You had that many single coils, also yep. that you could have any combination to create. You could create a humbucker from two divergent single coils. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. they wired them, and that's that's what gave me the idea. So when I asked Dylan to make me the pickup, I said, "I want you to wire." the bridge side hotter and we we worked on that when we, we was talking it was more him than me because he's the pickup yeah. maker right and we we worked that out so every time i ordered a pickup from him i said i want it to be cold tapped but i don't want it to fall on his face so he wound the other side hotter than the other side but it's, at the end you know, it yeah. balanced it's great. Now, you know, what's funny. Like the reason why I'm fascinated by this is I, I looked it up, but I don't remember now. I, I want to say maybe like third, 1930, 1935, some really brilliant person thought if I take a, if I take a magnet, wrap a bunch of wires around it, the vibration of the electric strings will create a signal that I could turn into music. 
And some brilliant person about 90, 100 years ago thought of that. And here we are in 2022, and you're talking <laughs> about the nuances of adding just a little more coil around your magnet or magnets to create a hotter signal to balance out with the other signal. Like, think of where it's come since then. Right. Now, so what the original technology is just brilliant. Who would have thought that in a world of all acoustic instruments? Well, that was Mr. Gibson, um, Leo. Or was it? Was it Gibson? Who thought, was he the very first I to create think the pickup? He was the very first that created the electric okay. pickup. I think, not one hundred percent. You know, yeah, Leo yeah. Fender, You know, but Leo Fender couldn't play guitar to save his life. So you know, right. <laughs> you know. yeah, right. But 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 Gibson played a, a mean guitar. Yeah. yeah, no, he was fantastic. Um, yeah, but and this is something that I. I you know, I, I'm going to refer you to Dylan on this. Yeah. He can tell you more, but I will give you one last thing on pickups. Yeah. Um, lace pickups, you know, you know, like I said, Eric made him famous back in the 80s with his right, right. Black Beauty that went to auction for what, like $50,000, $60,000? Right, right. Probably yeah. more. It probably went for $1.5 million. Um, but he worked with them back then. But Lace Pickups designed a new pickup made out of aluminum with two little magnet, sticky magnet strips and a very little coil about this big. Okay. I'll send you a picture on this, but it's, it is, I've, I used them for the first, when I um, worked with another company that I won't say the name again, <laughs> that I was helping design a guitar with, I used the Lace Alumitone Pickups. They're very unique, but they are the hottest, cleanest pickup in the world. They wow. really are. And no offense to my friend Dylan, who makes great pickups, and every Seymour Duncan, DiMarzio, they all make great pickups. But right. this literally, when I use the base version in um, David um, Griffin's bass, he plays for this band called the Buffons. He plays for other bands here in Memphis, too. He's a very talented bass player that you call up and say, hey, I need you to come play. He'll go, what key? And he shows up and plays. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. One of those so, level musicians. Yeah. So he, um, I made him two basses. And every time he goes to a show, the sound guy's like, this is amazing. Right. Your bass is fantastic. You know what I mean? In combination of the wood I used, probably, and I right, used right, right. alder with spalted maple, a very beautiful, beautiful bass. And then I made him one before that. And he traded his uh, Ernie Ball Music Man to me to get the first one. And wow. I worked with since. He won't play any other bass but a killer beat. Unless he's in a studio and they say, you have to play this Fender. You know? Right, 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 right. You know, studios do that a lot you know they're like no you got to play this one but he refuses to play anything else and it was um it is a great design but the looks freak people out because it's aluminum it's you know uh, um it's water jetted that's they're made with water jets. oh wow so oh that's cut. really cool i'm yeah. gonna need that picture i'll need that picture that's really cool. <laughs> I'll send it to you. But so, um, I'm going to jump in now. 
as is the case with our show, it feels like we've been chatting 10 minutes. And we've, I think we've been going about an hour now. And now that we're on cable, um, <laughs> we, have, we have to do about 56 minutes or so. So let me, let me wind us down because I could go two more hours with you, but actually, but I can't now. Now that we're on cable, we actually have, uh, we, we, we have to work within certain time signatures, including the bad word I said in the middle of the show that we'll have to bleep out. Um, <laughs> but, I'm sure there's Scott a word me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scott warned me not to curse, and I only, I only screwed up once tonight. Um, he so told me not to. I've been very good. <laughs> yeah, unlike me. Uh, so the best place to find your stuff, I, I know from the content of the show, but I want to sort of pull us to the end now. Facebook is the best place to find you. Facebook now, because since COVID, I shut the website down. Because yeah, and people, I was shopping for stuff on Facebook Marketplace before we went on tonight. Like Facebook, <laughs> they own my brain. You know, then of course, after I did that, I'm getting ads for new boats. And that's what I'm looking for, an old crappy used boat. You know, um, so we want to go for Killer B Guitars, right? Killer, Spell the way you'd expect. Oh, the letter killer B. Okay. B guitars so it's killer letter b guitars on facebook so no ee we we saved money on the ee we don't want the ee <laughs> right well it's kevin butts it's it was my all oh, right right well i noticed your shirt is your yeah shirt. that's well that was the new logo i made kb and then it didn't like go it. so well so i went back to the old logo <laughs> it works it works for me and i wanted the old logo <laughs> well that that stinger guitar of scott's when i go to his house i see it when our pro it's in our promo it's your guitar is in the first ever episode of guitar tales i know and that's why i'm so glad i got to do this today because uh, i'm just like i'm honored that scott contacted me you know a couple months ago and this is just fantastic and well you know, i will send you videos of my guitars things like that and i'll post them online after the video and i'll link that stuff on perfect. the video. Perfect. You know, perfect, perfect, perfect. Show yep. off. Because we don't have time to show off all the guitars. I've got too many. <laughs> yeah. I can't show my shop. I can't show it, but maybe you and I can get together. Absolutely. Well, well, by the way, I'm way overdue for Memphis. Like I'm telling you, like every so often I have to go there. I have to sit in BB Kings and watch the house band. I'll go to um rendezvous and get some ribs. And then um I Get fried chicken there. Uh, I love your fried chicken down there. It's actually pretty good, yeah. But yeah. rendezvous, I I can't stand that place. <laughs> well, I know it's commercial. It's commercial. I know it is. But I but like when I get when I visit, I like to go there. All know. right. <laughs> it's a big institutional place. I know. I'm sure. I when I'm there, I know the insiders aren't going there. You know. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't I go know. There. It's, it's 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 gigantic. I know. But I, but I still like to go there. But all right, I, so, I don't like walking down the alley to get there. <laughs> no, I know it is kind of weird, and it's and it's two stories, and it's you're eating on styrofoam plates and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> and and ninety nine percent of the time I'm a gluten free pescatarian. But if I'm there, I'm eating a dead pig and things like that. So, <laughs> so well, man, any, um, this was oh, an honor. Thank you so much. For oh, go, and I hope I know the lighting is not great because unfortunately I couldn't stay in my other room. But um, I just want to thank you so much, 
and um, oh. I appreciate your time. And um, I, if you want to get with me on other stuff, I'll show you my shop. And if you come to Memphis, you let me know you're coming, man. I'll be here. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you're you have an well, open visitation. So I appreciate it. We, we, that will happen, by the way, really well. So. Okay, well, I tried to, well, I actually went to go see, uh, we went to New York a few years ago and I went to see, I, I know you're probably going to cut this off. <laughs> you have to edit we'll, this part. We'll cut off the middle. We'll keep this. We'll cut off a little bit of the middle. Okay. <laughs> but um, I went to New York and Rosario came to see me. Um, we went downtown New York. So he, we went to dinner um, in New York. I tried to get uh, Scott to come, but he couldn't make it. And right. it was just a fantastic experience being there and i love being in new york i'm from massachusetts oh all right yeah i'm born in brooklyn so, so I'm, I'm a sort of native new yorker yeah. right well yeah north <laughs> you know? yeah right you're still a northerner by birth yeah yeah i call yeah. i call indiana home i was born in chicago but i ended up being raised yeah. in massachusetts so right but there you go i lost I actually lost my train of thought of what i was going to tell you but anyways me coming down to Memphis, appreciation for the show, and it's it's reciprocal. Like we've been dying to get you on the show, so we feel the same way. I feel the same way, so does Scott, and our friends if, at Riverview feel the same. If way. you want me again, and you know, it'd be really fun one day to get to another booth and argue back and forth. <laughs> that would be fun. We could do a, we could do a panel show with Luthiers. That would be kind of fun because I'd be like. No, you're wrong, or I'm right, or you're wrong, or no, actually, that makes a good sense. You know what I mean? But because there's so many guys that make these guitars and they charge five to six thousand dollars, and I'm like, how do right. you get doing that? Right. But then, right. And they probably have overhead and a shop, and you know, like right. Nordstrand, we can't put this on air, but Nordstrand, I love their pickups, but man, he charges right. so much for his pickups. It's unreal. Wow. And, so when I when I first started this, I I'm one of the few luthiers that went out and actually sought to get dealer pricing. Wow. You know, a, lot of, a lot of these luthiers they buy stuff off eBay. No, no, I'm direct with all my company. Fishman, EMG, um, Demarzio. I'm direct with all of them. Hipshot. I don't pay retail prices. I don't pay eBay prices. That's why my that's, that's why my guitars, you know, I worked really hard on making those relationships. And well, that's when I went great. every summer in Nashville, because I, I can't go to California. I can't afford that. Right. But I go to Nashville because it's only three hours away. And I go right. there. And I was a guest in a booth, but I met the right people and I got to build the relationships. And that's what you have to do if you want to be a luthier. You that makes sense. There's no sense in paying a hundred dollars for a pickup when you pay twenty dollars for a pickup. Well, it's it's, and I'll take this a step further. It's, and then I do have to cut us off because I'm I'm feeling bad for poor Monica who's going to fail at this. But um, <laughs> in every field, I'm a lawyer. It's all about relationships. On this show, there, that's a bootlegger amp. It's about building relationships with people, and and I wish what you're I had doing with me to show them, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm using bootlegger strings now, so <laughs> I've got them. There you go. There you go. Well, listen, have a this has been really fun. And I 
you thanked me, I want to thank you. And we all want to thank you. Scott Katarmasist Engel wants to thank you, Riverview Studios, <laughs> and me, Dave Cohen. So for you folks who are enjoying these shows, go on any form of social media. Um, go, we're on Amazon Prime. We're on cable, which through Xfinity, we're on uh, Central Jersey um, Cable Network, which is beyond exciting right now. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Just any kind of search on any form of social media, Spotify. We are um, audio only. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, enjoy it, have fun with it. And everyone have a good night. Take care. Take care, man.